Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday, and the Packers are so close, so close to officially having traded Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Still not quite done. He's got to pass a physical. I know the reporting is that he will be here in New York this evening. Maybe, possibly, introductory press conference with the Jets tomorrow. But the Jordan Love era is here, folks. Get behind it. Get on board. The Love Train, people. That's what you got to do. Uh, we will see what Aaron has to say when he's in front of the assembled New York media here in a little less than 24 hours. I'm very curious to see what kind of tone he takes and uh, what he might say or not say, as the case may be. But uh, we turn our attention to the draft, which is now, what, two days away? Can you believe it? We're finally here. As an aside, I hate that they have pushed the draft so far into the spring. And I know people are kind of used to it now. But, you know, back in the day, well, the draft would have been over by now. We would have had, like, they would have started their offseason stuff already. And the fact that they dragged this out, and now we have, like, the schedule announcement in mid-May. Like, what? <sighs> I know the NFL are marketing geniuses, but I just, would just you could have drafted, like, three weeks ago, guys. But we'll see. Who would the Packers do on Thursday night? Now they're 13 instead of 15. Very exciting stuff. Jumping ahead of the Patriots and Jets. Getting their, quote, pick of the litter, if you will. When it comes to whoever might be available, you got to think it's going to be nice to uh, have that uh, pick rather than having to wait to see who the Jets and pa Patriots take in front of them. They now get to hopefully select one of the probably few premier talents remaining when they get out on the board there at 13. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Of course, Brandy's here. Gary's here. Of course, Gary's here. Eric's here. What's up, Eric? Jeff, thanks for the super chat. Do the Packers pick up Love's fifth-year option now? What message does it send if they don't? Quote, people all over the world, join hands. Well done, my friend, there with the lyric. Um, Yeah, I suspect they will. I know we started to get uh, the beginnings of uh, reporting on fifth-year options being picked up earlier this afternoon, Justin Jefferson and the Vikings, um, and the uh, Bengals and Joe Burrow, two of the biggest no-brainers in the world. Um, but yes, I believe the Packers will pick up Jordan's fifth-year option prior to the deadline on May 1st. Uh, I suspect it probably gets done this week, but maybe after the draft, we'll see. But I, I would be very, very surprised if they don't. What message does it send if they don't? Well, that they've got to see him start a few games, probably more than anything else. But uh, like I said, I suspect that will, that will happen sooner rather than later. CDM, thanks to the Super Chat. Who does Nags want at 13? Well, it's got to be JSN, right? Because I want to whoop some butt at Madden. And when we finally get a properly rated Jordan Love to start on our Madden games, uh, you couple him with Watson and JSN, I'm going to be owning everybody online. But in reality, um, I suspect it'll be either it'll be down to probably Paris Johnson if he's there and available, which I'm hoping he will be, uh, or Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa. Those are the two that I think that most likely make the most sense, and I'd love to have them on the on the Green Bay Packers. Um, Dar Darnell Wright is another guy I absolutely adore. I don't think the Packers are going to like him at 13, though. So I've kind of written that one off. Ryan, thanks for the Super Chat. How many snaps do you think Love will get in preseason? Many, Ryan. Uh, way more than Rodgers ever got. 
I'll tell you that. Um, Matt, you know, addressed that a little bit in the owners' meetings. I think we're going to see quite a bit of Jordan Love. I think because of that, we'll probably see a little bit more of a bunch of the frontline starters on offense. I don't think we'll see much of David Bakhtiari, um, maybe a few of the other older vets. But for the most part, I think most of these guys on offense will play quite a bit more than we've been used to seeing while Aaron was in town. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll see, we'll see quite a bit of Jordan in the in the preseason, would be my guess. Cheeto, thanks for the super chat. Pack will love running the ball. This is the way. I sure hope so, man. You know I love it. I was watching the Eagles game today, and you know, as hard as it was, it was a tough loss, what have you. Everybody talks about Jordan Love coming in at the end of that game. He played pretty damn well, so I understand it. But man, you go back and watch. They did some really nice stuff on offense, even before Jordan got in there. I mean, they were running the ball on the Eagles. At times, they did some really nice work on the perimeter. Um, there's one play in particular where, uh, you know, Yash gets out there on the edge and eliminates a linebacker, and uh, Aaron Jones has, like, nobody hits him within, like, 12 yards of the line of scrimmage. And they were doing some really nice stuff in that game. I hope we see more of that. I, ho- I do hope we, we see a little bit more of a lean into the running game. I, I don't think it's ever going to be a predominantly run run oriented offense, but um, yeah, here's hoping, man. Matt, thank you for the super chat. Nothing like a tweet displaying contradictory statements by Mike Florio to end the workday. The duality of man. Yeah, that was priceless. That was priceless. Mike put up a post saying that oh, Aaron Rodgers has to be, or to get the most out of his Jets tenure, he has to be there for off season work. And somebody responded. Jeff responded with a tweet saying, I think Mike Florio disagrees with you and literally posted something that Mike wrote during the whole leverage war talk about how Rodgers didn't even need to be there. He knows the offense. There's no reason for him to be there. Just hilarious. Mm, John, thanks for Super Chat. Well, 10 has no shortage of bulletin board material. Ah, that is very true. There are doubters everywhere. Haters to the left of me. Doubters to the right. Yes, uh, Jordan Love. Got to prove it, man. It's a big boy league. Got to get that, uh, put those doubters to shame. But look, he's just got to, he's got to play. You heard Brian reiterate it again yesterday in his press press conference. He's at that point. And a year, another year sitting on the bench would have been a waste. He is at the point where he has to play and he has to start learning. He has to start developing in-game situations. There's going to be plenty of times where we see plays where we're like, oh, wow, this kid can sling it and he looks really good. There's going to be times when it's, what is he thinking? What is he seeing? Frustrating mistakes are going to be made. The important work is his learning from them and not duplicating them and not repeating them. That's all going to happen this year. It's going to be rough at times. I, I see a lot of people getting excited about Jordan Love, actually, on Twitter and other places online, which I love, and I think that's great. You got to remember, there will be tough times, and I understand why Matt said what he said down at the owners' meetings, even though... Of course, Twitter twisted it and tried to make it into something it's not. He's absolutely correct that, look, you got to temper expectations a little bit for this first-time starter. I understand he's been sitting on the bench for three years, but that does nothing when it comes to duplicating the speed of the game and the fact that defensive coordinators are now going to be spending all offseason and week-to-week preparing specifically for him. It's a whole other world. And again, I think he's going to play well. And I think we're going to see a lot of promise in his game. But there is zero doubt in my mind that he will struggle at times. And it is going to be tough and frustrating for fans to watch a position that we have grown so accustomed 
to greatness at week after week, year after year, suddenly watching a young quarterback making mistakes, things that we're not used to, we're not especially not used to happening repeatedly throughout a season. I'm not trying to tell anybody to pump the brakes when it comes to, you know, hoping that Jordan does well, because obviously we're all behind him. Man, you better be ready because there will be tough times. Zero question about it. And that's to be expected. Don't listen to anybody who tells you like, oh, see, you made a mistake. He sucks. Anyone tells you that, you can safely hit mute in real life. Don't even pay attention to those people. He's going to make mistakes. The biggest question is, can he learn from them? Not repeat them. Build on those failures because that's how you become great. Ed, thanks for the super chat. Nags, I have laying low, waiting for Rogers drama to wrap up. Have a cold one on me. Go pack, go. I have been waiting. Ed, appreciate you, brother. Carry the G. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael asks, hey, Nags, what do you got at 13? I'm thinking we trade down, but it depends on who is available. I don't see them trading down. I, I've seen a lot of that today. And I get it from the, the perspective of, you know, maybe there's not a single player outside of JSN who all of Packer fandom seems to think is the answer. Um, there's just not a guy that you think, oh, this is a can't miss prospect. Got to take him, blah, 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 which I get. I understand it's probably not typically available at 13. Um, but yeah, the idea that you're just going to drop down because somebody else sees that type of player. I, I don't know, man. That's just, it takes two to tango. And I don't know outside of a quarterback dropping, that there's going to be a team that just desperately has to get up to 13. But we'll see. Who? I mean, who knows? Uh, anything's possible. Takes two to tango, but anything is possible. Joe, thanks for the super chat. How did Goot beat Jets leverage to make the deal? Uh, that's a great question. Um, that's assuming in your parlance that the Jets had the leverage. I always thought the Packers did, but I know there's plenty of people out there who thought the Jets clearly had the leverage. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about it anymore. Steven, thanks for the super chat. Grateful that my last game seeing 12 was week two against the Bears. Watching him encourage the Bears still suck chant will always be one of my favorite memories. Side note, will carry the G be available in Kenosha? Thanks. Dude, that's awesome. I hadn't heard that or seen that, that he was encouraging the Bears still suck chant, which makes sense. He is their owner. He can say what he wants. That's dope as hell. I love that. Um, carry the G in Kenosha. We will be, uh, carry the G will be available wider all throughout Wisconsin. So there's a good chance it'll be available in Kenosha. We're working with a new distributor and have a much larger reach throughout the state. It still will only be available in Wisconsin this, this year, this, this football season, but, uh, Kenosha, good chance. Very good chance. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't want to say 100% because I don't know for sure yet. But yes, there's a very good chance it'll be available in Kenosha. Robin, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. The drama is done. Time for the drama to start. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, it is Packers football. Uh, to quote Mike McCarthy, I'm not in the mood for drama tonight. All right, Jason? Thanks. Vex, thanks for the Super Chat. All hail the new king in the Packers North. I am so happy our draft nights will be free of Rogers drama. Cheer for J-Love, but be patient, Packers fans. Oh, I'm sure our draft nights will still involve Rogers somehow. Just you wait. I don't know how, but it'll happen. Dag, thanks for the Super Chat. I've been in a dark hole since the season ended. What the F did I miss? Um, uh, let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Anybody? Anybody? Justin, thanks for the Super Chat. I plan on cheering on 12 in New York despite what it means for our pick, simply because I believe it's wishful thinking to believe the Jets will be bad. I understand that. Look, I get it if you want to cheer for Rodgers and the Jets, and I understand that a thousand percent completely. I ain't going to do it. Uh, I'm a Packers fan. I want the Jets to suck, so our pick is better. Um, but I get if you do, you know, love what Rodgers has done as a Green Bay Packer and it becomes such a fan that watching him play with the Jets is going to fill you with joy and if you want to cheer him on, you're a big Rodgers fan, totally get it. Um, you know, wishful thinking that the Jets will be bad. I'm, look, anything's possible. Everyone thought Russell Wilson and the Broncos were just going to take it to new heights and that came crashing down real quick. And I don't see that happening in New York. I do think, I've said it plenty of times here, I think Aaron's going to play well. I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And history will tell you, when he does that, look out. Um, I really like the talent the Jets have on hand. I think they have an outstanding defense. Yeah, I do not see a Russell Wilson-like crash for Rodgers. So we shall see. Kyle, thanks for the Super Chat. Draft bellies, baby. I don't know what that means, Kyle, but I appreciate it. Did Rodgers pick the Jets because Nagler lives in New York? Uh, no. That's a negative, Ghost Rider. Uh, Love seems like a more mo- mobile pocket passer. I don't know, Brandy. I think he just seemed, he looks younger. You know, I think, you know, he looks like Rodgers when Rodgers was young. Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but he's got live legs. He's got live young legs and he does a great job of keeping the play alive. The little that we've seen and yeah, he can escape things and players that Rogers at this age probably can't, especially out on the edge, right? You've seen him get start to get run down by defensive ends that he would have easily outran around the edge in his younger days. I think we're going to see much of the same from Jordan. No question. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? Soder, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. NFC QB cupboard is really thin. Need good QB play instead of great to remain competitive. Perfect time to make the switch. The time he does kind of work out that way for the Packers, right? Um, I do think Justin Fields is talented, and I think he'll take another step this year, and I think you'll see a better quarterback in Chicago than we were accustomed to seeing. Um, we all know we love the pinata that is uh, 
Kirk Cousins, but he's a good quarterback, especially when he's given time. I know his offensive line was a total mess that game in Lambeau, but you look what he did in week one against the Packers, and that tells you all you need to know. You give him time, he can make you pay. So I, I don't want to belittle those guys. And hell, even in Detroit. I mean, it's not like they have a world beater, but they have a guy who can move the football, put up a ton of points last year. You know, so yeah, Jordan, it's a good time, right? You don't you don't need him to be great. You want him to get there eventually, hopefully. Um, but yeah, your point's right, Soder. The fact that it, there's not a clear great quarterback in the division that makes you say, oh, we're chasing that guy, right? No doubt about it. Andrew, thanks for the super chat. I'm old and boring. I want O-line at 13. I'm with you, man. I really wanted Skronsky at 15, but I don't, I don't, 13 just feels like probably there will probably be another guy available like Paris Johnson or the Georgia kid. And I just don't see them going that route, but I, I any O-line at 13 would be fine by me. hundred percent. I'm right there with you. Kingley, what's up? Next year's pick being contingent on Aaron Rodgers' snap count and not him retiring slash not retiring is massive. I would not be able to handle him holding us hostage another year from afar. I've talked about that here. And look, if you don't think that Brian Gutekunst had that on his mind when he made that part of the deal, I, I'm telling you, 100% Brian was very much in your headspace in that regard. Talk about wanting to get fully out of the Aaron Rodgers business as much as possible. That is what having that pick be contingent on playtime rather than any team specific thing, rather than Rodgers decision making. It is that is so good. That is, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, Javon Wallace, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, finished my ortho clinic. Able to comment live, more likely to happen. AJ walks in free agency or another restructure to bring back Aaron Jones. Woo. Damn. That's a tough one. More likely to happen. Another restructure to bring back Aaron Jones after two more years. Because, you know, they just did restructure his deal. More likely to happen. Of those two, I think AJ walks in free agency. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope. AJ balls out and they sign him to an extension. But with those two on offer as my only possibles, I think the more likely of the two is that AJ walks. I hope it doesn't happen because I love him. Hutch, thanks for the super chat. Any chance of getting Carry the G delivered out to Washington State? Go, Pat, go. Thank you for all the awesome content, Nagler. We appreciate it. That's very nice of you to say. Hutch's hobby. Um, not this year. Hopefully in 2024. I can't promise anything, but if things continue to trend in the right direction and you know sales continue to climb, which man, I'm telling you, you guys knocked it out of the park in Wisconsin last year, uh, which is, has enabled us to go wider in 2023. If things trend the right way next year, 2024, hopefully, fingers crossed, nationwide. That's our dream. So we'll see. But this year, Hutch, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Uh, Barry, thanks for the super chat. D Witherspoon and Miles Murphy might be available at 13. Which would you take? In my opinion, Witherspoon. I think people would freak out because of it's, you know, another corner, but I'm, I'd love that pick. I think that'd be a really good pick. And I think that's somebody who will be on their board meets their athletic thresholds. I think they'll go offensive tackle before they'd go corner, but, uh, I'd love it. And Miles Murphy, I love him as well. Um, I know people were worried that because he ran a really good 40, that he might not be, be available at 15. 13? Maybe he's there. 
I think that'd be another great addition. Uh, I think they would go Van Ness before Murphy, but that's just guesswork on my part. Um, any one of those guys would be great. I like Witherspoon a lot. Um, I suspect, it's just a suspicion, uh, that they'll look other positions. But you never know. Never know. Joe, thanks for the super chat. As a rookie, Quay Walker led the pack in tackles, forced fumbles, and was third in passes defensed. Why don't we hear more excitement about him, or will we? I think we will. Joe, it's funny you brought this up because I was texting with someone with the Packers today about this exact subject. Um, it's funny because I think, again, expectations, right, and value. It's always about value and where a guy was picked and blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of people kind of were surprised that the Packers took an inside backer with their first pick last year, 22nd overall, after really kind of devaluing the position, though Brian would always push back on that characterization over the course of the last decade plus, right? So I think maybe there was expectations of uh, more big plays, uh, more flash plays, what have you. But I'm with you. I thought he had a really strong rookie campaign. Of course, talking about expectations and perception, you can't talk about his rookie season without talking about the two ejections, especially in a game at the end of the year where they're fighting for their playoff lives, win or go home, and he gets ejected for the second time in a year. Something that I can't remember ever seeing in my life, 49 years on this planet, I don't think I've ever seen a guy get thrown out of two games in one season, let alone his rookie year. So I think that colors it, right? I, how can it not? But all of that said, I really like the player. I really hope he hits the ground running because you talk about a guy, if he takes that year one to year two jump, you're cooking with gas on defense. A guy who can go sideline to sideline, can run with anybody out of the backfield or any tight end in the league down the seam. I love his athleticism. I love his explosiveness. As the year went on, you saw him really start to get it when it comes to the flow of the game, the speed of the game, not overrunning stuff. Kind of fell into that a little bit early in the season, his rookie year. But as the year went on, you really saw him start to lock in. And I'm hoping he picks right up where he left off in that regard week one of his second year because, man, I think they've got a guy who could be pretty damn special. And I'm with you. I, I would love to hear more chatter about that rather than the you know stuff about getting thrown out of the games, but that does color the perception. that You just you can't deny it. And I think the young man knows this, and I think he wants to do everything he can to change that perception. And that's what I'm expecting next season. Greg, thanks for the super chat. It's weird that now we won't have to worry about losing a game to Tampa Bay, not the Bucks, but an unvaccinated turbo, turbo, tuberculosis outbreak. Wow, I went a long, a long way there to really blow that joke. Sorry, Craig. Robin says, like the video, please. Yeah, like the video, please. All right, buddy, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. A reminder, I will be live all seven rounds right here on the YouTube channel. Please, please, please join me. God knows I'm going to need the company. Um, carry the G Club members here on YouTube and Patreon members. Uh, I made posts on the community tab today here on YouTube and on the Patreon page. Be on the lookout for information for the Zoom link that will allow you to hang out with me during the draft. And you'll be able to hang out with our guests as well. Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, John Kuhn, Tremont Williams, and a bevy of media folks and one or two special guests who haven't even been announced yet. It's going to be a good time. Patreon members, Care the G Club members, be on the lookout for that Zoom info. It'll probably come Thursday morning. Uh, the rest of you, 
Uh, Jason has a last second super chat here. Wide receiver at 13. Is it possible that they wanted the pick just to jump the Patriots, which have wide receiver as their number one need? I feel like they may have someone they want. If not, why only jump two spots? Uh, I, I said at the top of the stream, Jason, I suspect it's much more about wanting to have the ability to pick any number of guys. It could be three or four different guys that land at 13 that they wouldn't have had the opportunity for uh, if they were there at 15. I don't think it's specifically a wide receiver, but I do think JSN is in play there. I don't doubt that for a second, but I also think they'll be looking at tackle and edge rusher. No question. James, last one. Thanks to Super Chat. Quay needs to calm his nerves in those moments. I think he started going with his instincts later in the year. I think there's some of that, but I think there's also learning how to play within structure, right? Because you can have your instincts, and I think we saw that early on, but that's when you start to maybe overrun stuff because you're see ball, get ball, and then you're going a million miles an hour, but then the guy makes a cutback or the blocker takes advantage of you and washes you out of the play, and all of a sudden you're in no man's land, right? I think it's a combination of the two more than anything else. Um, so as I was saying, Thursday night, hope you can make it. Like I said, be on the lookout for the info. Carry the G Club members, Patreon members. In the meantime, please hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.